What's up, everybody? And I welcome you to yet another episode of the Get Your Nerd On podcast featuring me, you know, the best person in the world, P90. Uh, today, we're going to hop straight into comics. And we're going to start off with uh, Titans, uh, Teen Titans Academy number three. And then I'll see where we go from there. Hope you've been doing good. Screw me today. Let's get to it. Teen Titans Academy. The OG Titans head off to go deal with a vision Raven had, leaving the upperclassmen Titans to defend the school. We find out more about Alita's past. She used to run packages and stolen goods for her parents unknowingly after she gained access to the Speed Force by memorizing the formula. Until one day, they couldn't pay their debts, and some men became the reason she lost her legs. Waller then made her an offer, giving her blades and replacement to accommodate. And, of course, Waller had a thing attached to it, talking about, Oh, when I call you, you better come running, though. So, yeah, that happened. Um, Red X helps leads the Suicide Squad to break into the Titan's Tower to try and steal Bolt. For, uh, for Waller and Waller is getting worse and worse like still perfectly written but nuts like uh, she she's just told Talon to kill every fucking kid inside of the Titans Tower if he needed to just to get this one speedster and I wonder why she needs them so damn bad this turns into like a dope ass fight scene and the fight ends with um, when the rest of the Titans emerge. And then, soon after that, the original Titans emerge through a portal and tell everyone to stop as the Suicide Squad slowly escapes. And Crush has Talon in her hands. And then Donna Troy accuses her of possibly getting ready to kill him. And it pisses her off so bad that she loses focus. And the Suicide Squad comes back for Talon. And yep, everyone escapes, and they even take Red X with them. But Bolt didn't get captured, but there's also apparently something else even worse out there, according to Raven. This was a really good issue. I enjoy um, kids with powers right now. It's really cool seeing how each one of them are struggling a little differently and trying to hold themselves together and get a grasp of being superheroes. Wonderful, honestly. We get Batman 106. We start with what seems to be Bruce being captured by Scarecrow, who has some awesome new clothes as he prepares to inject a new fear toxin into him. We go back to what is called Old Gotham at the time. Here we have Batman working on a case with Ghostmaker trying to stop chaos in the city promoted by the Unsanity Collective. In this issue, we also get a look into who really was behind the creation of the magistrate program that we've seen in Future State. A man named Mr. Saint, who grew up in Gotham and wanted to go back to the way that it was before Batman had emerged. Or borderline so, because he even kind of gives Batman like a little bit of props in saying Batman is losing his grip on the city. Which to me sounds like Batman was a good measure until the city got crazier and Batman didn't do anything about it and I'm willing to do those things. Bruce and Ghostmaker are back at the base, and Bruce starts to think someone is trying to increase the fear in the streets of Gotham. Mayor Nanako thinks of trying to put a stop to the Simons project, which is interesting because in Future State area era, he seemed like he approved it. 
but maybe he gets pushed to approve it or maybe he actually doesn't want it to go the way that it started going. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to uh, go over and once we get to that part because I think we're going to get to that part. All right, now let's see if we can get through 107. Now, with Batman 107, again starting off with what we assume is Bruce being held captive by Scarecrow. Jonathan Crane is messing with Bruce's head, and we can't tell if he's in it or just making it seem like he is. And this is super cool because Scarecrow seems more dangerous than ever before. Like, James has escalated his danger level to peak, if you ask me. The city and um news channels are in panic as they fear a scarecrow attack after finding out there was a threat left for nakano the civil uh, civilians of gotham race to buy gas masks and supplies in case of another gas attack batman finds his way to nakano's house where there was a scarecrow planted with no toxins attached though but he ends up getting ambushed by Montoya, who's the new commissioner, she gives the bat one chance to leave without being arrested, but he doesn't leave immediately. Instead, he makes a snark remark that kind of pisses her off before dropping a flash bomb. We catch up with Harley Quinn, the sidekick to Batman, in the Electric District, stopping a man from a stabbing rampage, only to be confronted by the police. After hitting them, after hitting one in the head, she is saved by Ghostmaker. As they make their escape, we see a new person in Gotham, a lady with a rose. We learn that Master Wise has supposedly gotten his hands on Mad Hatter technology and wants to erase the trauma by erasing the minds of Gothamites and making them rebuild from there. We catch up with we catch up at Saint's office where he is invited to Nakano's hosted A Day Memorial, but soon is greeted by Scarecrow. It seems Scarecrow is helping, probably more like manipulating though, Simon with his magistrate project, telling him that they need to escalate things if he wants his magistrate project to actually be approved. Bruce goes undercover as Match to try and get into the Unsanity Collective group. Now this is good. This is getting really good. And I really, I'm starting to see how, um, how this connects. Scarecrow is using Simon to create to create chaos well actually yes something like that all right so simon has this proposal but scarecrow knows it will never be allowed so what he does is he says he'll help simon this is my guess by making creating more chaos and fear in the streets without actually doing anything necessarily until the magistrate project can get approved and I don't know how that's going to be benefit Scarecrow other than letting him wreak havoc. But who knows? Maybe Scarecrow will have the proper control over the new mercenaries. I don't know, man. We're going to have to find out. But this shit is dope, dog. I can't wait to see what the fuck happens and how this escalates. Uh, Batman 108. Back where Scarecrow has kept, has kept Batman hostage. We see Batman trying to remember more of how he got here and seeming to get closer. We flip over to the mayor speaking to the city. He tells the city he wants to thank the real heroes like Mahoney, the one who saved the people during the attack on Arkham. Batman enters the unsanity 
but gets beaten up because they think he's a cop. But Miracle Molly, uh, this new person that we are introduced to, uh, gets to him and stops everybody from beating him up. And she says that she'll take responsibility and that she should that he should be let into the club. Matches. She knows that he's not matches. She actually ends up calling him Batman later on. But she tells him, what are you here for? And he honestly answers to understand their motives. Now, we go to Simon, who takes Mahoney to his lab, where he builds the magistrate gear all this to offer him a spot on the team he hopes to build and use in gotham and we find out that mahoney is the one who becomes peacekeeper zero one note that prosthetics have become a very big thing in this side of gotham and the stuff that seems to be coming up in gotham all right molly shows bat uh shows bruce one of their places they call gotham too it's where all the insanity live out until they move to another hideout. Batman and Molly have such a great conversation, one that kind of leads to her asking Batman if he thinks that letting go of his pain and past fears would make him a better bat. That can actually save Gotham. Mm. At the end of this conversation, we learn that uh, Simon Saint tends to hire the insanity. Well, not tends to. He happens to do this quite a lot, but he hires the insanity to make Gotham a fearful, restless place. So, although they came in here on their own terms, it seems uh, Simon also uses them to his advantage, which is being used to Scarecrow's advantage, which is pretty dope. Like it's cool to see how everyone's tying into each other, and Batman's kind of getting an inside scoop of half of it. He now knows that Simon is the one who's been paying them, and this is dope. And I also want you to know that the next issue's cover looks absolutely insane. It's simple, but it looks really, really good. Alright, shall we try for 109? Okay, so a lot tends to happen in Batman 109. Bruce is still locked away with the Scarecrow, but he gets out of the chair that we see him strapped in. Now, we go to his apartment before this happened, still leading up to it though, while Batman was out there were pop-ups of scarecrows in a few different places some very important places raising chaos even more scarecrow was even spotted by the oracle watching over the mayor's speech batman sets out to find out sorry batman sets out to find a way into simon's building while batman works ghostmaker and harley get a little closer to each other but during their conversations a woman named bella aka the gardener appears yet again inside of the ghostmaker's house and apparently poison ivy has been watching harley for a very long time apparently the guy that harley had stopped from stabbing people earlier was telling the truth there is something growing under gotham and it has ivy's name all over it she threatens to destroy all of Gotham if anyone interferes with her. After Oracle finally gets through to Ghostmaker, we take a turn. Simon is talking to Mr. Vale, who works for Nanako, the person from Detective Comics who was involved with the parasitic killing, if anyone remembers. Um, I may say, I love how much these comics are connecting again to each other, and like it really feels like, yo, no, 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 Batman does stuff. But he also does stuff while he does stuff. And it's not to take away from the other stuff. All these things usually connect and sometimes they don't. 
And right now they do. And I love that. Like, it's fucking great. Uh, but anyway, back to the story at hand. Apparently, Nanako had approved the program, and we now will slowly descend into the Magistrate program. Batman enters the office and gets introduced to Peacekeeper Zero One or Peacemaker Peacekeeper. I forgot what it is. Peacekeeper, yeah. Peacekeeper Zero One. But during that, a building in the distance blows up. Batman attempts to escape the building and tell Oracle that Saint is framing the insanity, but his comms are down. And he takes on PK1 in a floor under the office. Now, yo, that fight is really cool because we find some stuff out in Batman 110. Batman trying to escape the grasp of, grasp of Scarecrow's toxin, but he can't really tell reality from the drugs anymore. Now, back to the fight. We go to Batman and Peacekeeper 01, or PK1, as I call him sometimes, and to the bomb that went off in City Hall. The plan worked out properly. Now Nanako has let Simon deploy the Magistrate Peacekeepers like the dumbass he is, giving them police-like authority and more, apparently, like shoot-to-kill orders. Batman and PK1 continue to duke it out as Batman learns that even Sean Mahoney knew the the blah, eh, the bomb was planted. So like this dude just went along with everything. He's like, yeah, we'll force Gotham to be scared if that means I get to become a hero again because you are a half measure and we don't like you. And I'm gonna stop right there real quick. Batman isn't a half measure in his eyes because he does with all the superheroes are written to do. That's another reason why he's not a vigilante necessarily. If Batman was a vigilante, he could kill. But he lives by superhero code. And superhero code is to not willingly kill. You can label yourself a superhero. Sure, you have uh, Invincible, right? He's a superhero and he kills. But, dog. The main idea of superheroes was not really killing, just stopping the bad guy, having hope that they can reform, but then breaking out because we needed a story. So basically, I just, but I lived through them. So living in that world, he's doing what a Superman does. He's not a half measure. You guys just want people to be murdered or executed. Then, you know, maybe y'all should vote for the death penalty and actually execute your victims or just shoot them in the cell if you want them dead that bad. Batman does a great job. People just are insane. It's simple as that. There's always going to be someone insane. But anyway, Batman eventually escapes with the help of Ghostmaker after learning the suit that Sean wears gets smarter with each combat experience. So basically, it's going to get really fucking hard for the Bats to beat um, these peacekeepers. The story is absolutely fucking great. And it's super innovative. Uh, PK and his crew end up going to Gotham 2.0 hideout to prepare to arrest Miracle Molly, who gives up peacefully. But Peace just lies, and he's just like, yeah, we're met with some resistance. Permission granted to use lethal force, and we hit it to be continued. And I think that's fucking crazy. I mean, I already knew they were going to start using lethal force, but that's insane. That, like... Uh, th these people are crazy. Simple as that, yo. But that was dope. I really loved the story. This shit was big fire. Like, big, big fire. We will get to 111 next episode. 
Um, we'll also be covering Detective Comics next episode. And if I'm on my shit, we'll get into X-Men as well. I don't want to say anything else because I know I said some other stuff. But like, that's a lot of fucking reading. And it's a lot of note taking. So it's a little, it's a little difficult. But since I did comics at the beginning of this episode, if I happen to get my notes done in time, maybe I'll add it at the end again. And we'll do like some X-Men shit. We'll see. I got four new X-Men comics that I need to go through. I mean, I need to read anyway, but we'll see what happens. Thank you for everyone dealing with the restructuring of this. Now to get into some fucking news, some gaming news, you know, the other stuff that this podcast likes to do. So let's get to it. Speaking of that stuff, uh, I played the Back for Blood beta. That was pretty fun. It doesn't. Alright, so I might be weird, but it doesn't feel like Left 4 Dead completely to me. Something about it feels like uh, Left 4 Dead mixed with a bunch of new elements. And for some reason, it's not as good as Left 4 Dead 2. But it's going to be really fun to play with friends. But the game also gets really hard. And... I guess they added too many variables. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe there's so many variables within the game that makes it uh, more like strategic team-based. I I don't want to say strategic, but like now you have to actually pay attention to the things that you have because now you have these things called cards, and these cards kind of help your uh, your character get. Like, uh, they give them extra health, extra ammo, um, extra stamina, stuff like that. And they help you along the way. But now you have to pay attention to these cards because, like, I don't know, you don't want everyone to pick extra stamina. And not everyone needs extra stamina. But, I mean, I gotta play it more, maybe? Maybe when I play, like... Seriously, because I was playing just to see what it does. But, I don't know. The game was fun. It was just, there were so many changes that it didn't feel like Left 4 Dead anymore. It just feels like Left 4 Dead times a million. Because Left 4 Dead, I gotta go back and play Left 4 Dead as well. But, like, when I remember Left 4 Dead, it's just like, pick a character, just gotta run through this map to survive. And that's it. Like, that that's all it feels like. It just feels like you're going from map to map. Nothing extra. You're picking up a bunch of guns that are all over the place. Um, yeah, that's, that's really it. Like you just feel like you're running to a bunch of places. This game just feels like um, I don't know. Left 4 Dead felt kind of like an arcade game. Maybe I should say that. This game feels like a like a triple A. We're gonna give you a story. We're going to make you try like a bazillion different things to survive, to get there. I can't articulate this right now. But left, uh, but Back 4 Blood is really good, though. And it's going to be a fun game to play with the homies. If you've missed Left 4 Dead, that's going to be your new Left 4 Dead. Promise you that. 
Xbox team is now testing a nighttime mode for their new gen Xbox systems and the preview build. Users can now dim the uh, dim and filter their screen as well as dim their console and controller LED brightness. Pretty useful for anybody who's complaining about bright shit at night if you have sensitive eyes. Me, I barely even notice that I have a light on my controller. And yeah, that's really it. But hey, accessibility. I also played Splitgate, and I know a bunch of you have played Splitgate. Yeah. Splitgate 2 because I've been being told to play it. Um fun game. It reminds me of like Halo movement from like Halo 2, Halo 3 mixed with some portal stuff. Uh, mixed with uh we're gonna kind of give it like a tiny bit of our own little flavor but like uh it's really a fucking big ass xbox i mean um big ass halo portal game really fun shooting people through portals is pretty uh strategic except for you can easily see portals if you look around a lot like if you're not just focused on one linear thing and, you, and you're an observant person portals are really easy to spot but i guess that makes it not too hard but um the maps are maps are good if you're playing swat or team deathmatch i didn't play like any of the other things except for shoddy snipers and that's when i started to think that the maps were kind of mid because like for snipers it's all it's only gonna work if you're gonna no scope if you want to try and snipe um yeah most of those maps don't really work for you there's only like two Maps are, like, perfect for sniping, um, and one of those is, like, you take better advantage if you portal snipe, but other than that, pretty good, really good game, very fun, uh, you probably want a team, though, because some of the randoms are ass, and then sometimes it's just, like, no, I get a team so you, you communicate, because... Some people aren't that great at that game, and at, that's okay. But you don't want to be the one who turns into a toxic player because your teammates are bad. And you try to be nice by not saying anything. Halo Infinite might cost you 100 gigabytes of storage on your Xbox Series X. Expected, because it's a newer, um, it's a newer game. It's been upgraded since what they showed us, uh, graphic-wise. Um, but here's also the other thing. Is that just Halo? Or is that assuming you buy Halo and it comes with the multiplayer? Because if that is just the campaign, I'm expecting a lot from the campaign. Or I'm expecting the campaign to look fucking gorgeous. But it could also have a firefight or something like that. So, if that's just the campaign side minus the multiplayer that's kind of that's dope. that's a lot of gigs if that's both that's not bad that's 50 a pop and if there's a third mode in there that we don't know about there's that if it's a there's forge there's um the theater that will be coming back i don't know if it's there officially but i think it will be coming back so like it depends it really depends that doesn't sound horrible but it does depend we'll have to find out what else? We got 343 de uh, devs want you to know if you got teabagged by a bot, you don't suck. And it wasn't on purpose. They have an animation glitch where they try and jump. But for some reason, um, or landing glitch. And if there's nothing to jump on and they're trying to jump, 
it'll just keep redoing the uh, the landing glitch, which looks like a squat. So if you got teabag, don't feel bad. But I think they should keep it in there. I think that's totally fine. They were trying. They were saying, oh, you know, we wouldn't want to do something like that. We want the bots to be a welcoming experience. And I'm just like, what other way to welcome Halo players by giving them a teabag tutorial? I don't know. It's just what we do in Halo. If you get upset at a teabag, you probably suck. And you deserve to know that. That's just me. Rumors swirling that Remedy is now working on Alan Wake 2. Alright, listen. I haven't beaten Alan Wake 1 yet. I'm enjoying the hell out of that game. I only play it when I get time to focus. Um, But if we get Alan Wake 2, although Remedy owns Alan Wake again i think they i believe they own the rights i don't know if it's just the future rights or if it's full rights because i believe xbox did have partial ownership of it that's why you never seen it on a different system once remedy stopped working with xbox but i hope if island wake 2 is true i know that they're doing a, a controlled universe and island wake is technically in that universe but i absolutely hope that Alan Wake 2 still turns out to be an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, but that'd be fucked up. No, no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Because Final Fantasy 7 is a PlayStation exclusive. And then if you say something like, but Final Fantasy 7 came out on um, PlayStation original, and it was an exclusive. Alan Wake 1 came out on Xbox, and it was an exclusive. But, um, I mean, hey, if everyone gets to play it, everyone gets to play it. But if you ask me, I think it would be cooler if it was still Xbox exclusive. You feel me? But that's me. I, I'm an Xbox fan. I know my boy will be hyped to hear about Alan Wake 2 if that happens to be true. Actually, I should probably let, I should probably let Rob know. Rob loves Alan Wake. And I think he likes Control a lot, too. After I got him to play that shit. I played a little bit of Hades on Game Pass. Uh, I played a lot of Hades since I wrote that sentence. I have only beat Megara. And she kicked my ass. She kicks my ass frequently. Um, Listen, man. That shit. That game good. That, game, that game's real good, alright? Um, it's a roguelike game for anyone who doesn't know. Every time you die, the rooms get re-randomized. You have to start over. Although there are, the game does, it, it's costly, but the game does make it a little bit easier for you by giving you things you can upgrade. But they do max out. I've only maxed out one of them. But there's things you can get, but they max out. And when they max out, you can't upgrade them anymore. So, for instance, there's like a, um, there's an extra life that refills you up to 50% health. Um, little thing that you can get, little upgrade. There's a, you have a projectile weapon. 
and you start off with one, but you can upgrade it to two, and I think you can upgrade it to three. Um, I haven't gotten the third one yet, but I believe there's an option. There is something that gives you health every time you enter a room, but you only get like one health point or some shit like that per upgrade. So I'm assuming you can upgrade it to probably like a decent fucking number, maybe like 10 per room or something like that. So if you have a couple clear rooms um, and you can get 10 back, look at you. You almost got your health back. Um, what else? I think that's all I can think of right now. Oh, and then there's like a thing called backstab. You can upgrade your backstab damage, which now that I've been thinking about it, I should probably have upgraded my backstab damage because there's a lot of weapons you can throw in the game and then you can call back to you. So... And enemies facing you, you hit them in the front. Yeah, yeah, you think, oh, I'm just going to hit enemies in the front most of the time. Like, this isn't a stealth game. But a lot of your callbacks will hit them in the back. So you could get double hits on them. So if you could double the damage coming back, it makes getting uh, uh, the back the, the, the back attack thing up. Really cool though. I love the designs of all the um, the the gods. Everyone just looks fucking cool. Like Uncle Poseidon just looks like a fucking badass. He has a long ass beard. Megara is hot as hell. Um, Athena is fucking dope. Um, who else? What? There was everyone just looks fucking cool or hot. And it's just like, yo, they knew what the fuck they was doing when they was making this game, bro. Like, how y'all make characters this fine? What the fuck is wrong with y'all? But then again, I mean, all all of those gods were technically supposed to be super fucking fine and shit. And Ares looks, just looks like he's gonna fucking beat somebody's ass. He always looks like he's gonna beat somebody's ass. Um, but yeah, that game, really dope. And now it's time to just check the current news just to be safe because we don't want to miss anything that's absolutely important so cyberpunk 2077 for consoles is just ten dollars at best buy i might get a playstation version just because oh phil spencer also played on the steam deck and he said that he played halo on game pass on the steam deck and it performs very well so if you want a mobile um if you want a mobile fucking, what, what's the word I'm looking for? If you want a mobile Xbox, Steam Deck is your choice. Also, what's coming to Xbox Game Pass? Humankind PC today. Need for Speed Heat Cloud today. Star Wars Battlefront 2 Cloud today. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Cloud today. Uh, Rec Compile Cloud Console and PC um let's see on the 19th 12 minutes cloud console and pc on the 19th train sim world 2 cloud console and pc on the 19th psychonauts 2 cloud console and pc on the 25th i totally forgot about that boyfriend dungeon cloud console and pc today and yeah so psychonauts i dropped my phone psychonauts 2 comes out and that's really dope. I cannot wait to play some Psychonauts 2. I wanted to play Psychonauts 1 again, but um, too many games 
too many games bro there's so many fucking games i have mad games i have a shit ton of games all right but um yeah so fucking there is that sorry my xbox is trying to update shit and i'm like i don't want updates anyway let's see um yeah all right bro so that's about that's about it for for the game pass coming to game pass games can't wait for 12 minutes that's gonna be a really fun loop of a game um but hey i i want to know i want to know what he did or what he didn't do supposedly i think it was a murder and they break it his the cops come in his house they arrest him blah blah and i think something died i don't remember because i didn't watch the trailer too much but the voice actors look fucking great the the game looks like it's gonna be really really fun like to experience and apparently you can now play ps1 games on your xbox series x via an emulator that's crazy i'm gonna try and i know exactly what game i want to try and play uh but i can't remember the name of it but i fucking love it it was like a fucking tiger it, it was great all right scruff announces first wireless performance controller for xbox series x with instant trigger oh ho, ho, ho. <gasps> yo scruff's making an xbox controller and it even has the fucking the button in it bro i might have to i might have to all right let's see uh all scruff instinct and instinct pro features profile switch allows you to save three uh remapping configurations for different games wireless connectivity to play comfortably from a distance now with improved dynamic latency input an optional wired connection for lower latency play from your couch with a two mil uh 2m USB-C cable interchangeable domed concave short and long thumbsticks for perfect fit improved thumbstick design material for more grip and durability removable faceplate makes it easy to switch designs and thumbsticks new share button for gamers to show off their best clips with friends self lubricating rings help thumbsticks glide smoothly across the faceplate mute any headset connected to your controller with the press of a button instant triggers active like a mouse click for faster shooting instinct pro only performance grip with comfortable non-slip feel for extended gaming sessions instinct pro only pricing starts at 169.99 for the instinct and 200 for the instinct pro bro that is insane like of a price difference in everything for um for that like that's actually really crazy and it looks like it's uh all right so i'm looking at the picture and i'm holding my elite controller and it looks like they have the design like 100 percent. i guess they got a full licensing from xbox or something like that but this is dope i'm dog this is gonna be a really cool controller i'm gonna have to give this a try i gotta you know gotta prep for halo bro gotta prep for halo um yeah man yeah all right so there's that and it has like a bunch of oh that's gonna be a really dope controller dog and i think it's 50 dollars less than xbox's own controller which is insane all right 
on we go on we go okay i don't know why this is in the game news section but because it's here and in my face junji ito is dropping censor today on the 17th you can go to a bookstore and you can pick up censor or you could order it on Amazon. Junji Ito is my favorite horror manga master. And I think everyone should absolutely read it. You know, I'm going to add a section here um, where I just talk about a Junji Ito book until I go through all the Junji Ito books. Which means I'm going to read Lovesick tonight. And I'm not going to stop. See, I'm happy I said that because now it's forcing me to go back into manga. I haven't read manga in a while. But Junji Ito, fucking great all right so da, 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 i think that what the fuck all right let's see a lot of people were discovering the magic of hades for the first time with the game's release onto console with a new box copy and its arrival on xbox game pass at the same time last year's game of the year contender Alright, so now just a quick article that was saying 93% of Hades sales being on PlayStation has naturally become ammo loaded into a console wars machine gun being fired toward Xbox. Of course, the obvious answer is, well, duh, Hades is out on Game Pass. Um, I'm going to look into this one. Not right now. Alright, so that's it for gaming. Uh, I have a little bit of comic news for you, and then we'll call it a day. Well, some multimedia news, and then we'll call it a day. Ow. I just pulled a hair on my chinny chin chin. All right, bro. So James Tinian will be leaving DC Comics Batman stories for his own creator-owned stories, but you will be able to read any of his ongoing originals, like Nice House on the Lake. That's the only thing we're going to be reading from that man. Because even though I'm not a fan of some of the things that he does i'm not a fan of him right i'm not that i'm not the biggest james fan he's a great writer it's just one of those things where like you did one thing and i'm just i'm not gonna be a fan of you but i support you because i support creativity and i support people who are really good at what they do but i don't like you and I really don't like that he's leaving Batman because he's doing a good job. And, like, I feel like it's too short of a run for him. So, like, at the end of the year, you're going to leave. And then who the fuck's going to pick up whatever the fuck you started? Like, you had an entire plan. I'm sure of it. But whatever. Whatever. We'll see what happens. So he's leaving. He's going to do creator own. So if you've been reading the current Batman and like that or Nice House on the Lake and like that and you want to follow him, go look into that. He has other books on the way. Isaiah Rashad apparently is a damon fan i just wanted to point that out there because i was on twitter and i ran into that because like damon i don't know what's wrong with him he likes a psychopath let me stop though i like carnage like carnage is my nigga so i can't even say anything but really damon bro damon really bro I'm, i don't know how but i'm gonna have to get him on the show and we gonna have to dive deep into why this dude likes the killer of all the robins because he can get shit done yeah 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 yeah. all right batman is giving up the mantle in 2022 my vote is for cassandra kane all right tim jace whatever this dude's name is i'm not a fan of him 
I'm not a fan of him as Batman. He's written well. I'm not a fan of him being the Batman, though. Like, there's nothing... Batman can come up to me and be like, Hey, bro, that's my new Batman. I'm be like, bro, I respect your answer. I don't respect him as Batman. I'll buy his comics. But I don't respect him as Batman. Cassandra Kane deserves to be Batman. Dick is enjoying himself being Nightwing again. He doesn't need that drama. Let him come to Gotham for backup whenever you need him. Um, let's see. Tim doesn't need that shit. Tim doesn't want that shit. Tim rather make rather make a program that can be Batman before he has to be Batman. And that's totally fine. I respect that. Jason does not fucking want to be Batman. Jason is slowly rekindling a flame with Bruce, okay? Slowly. You think he wants to be Batman? He does not fucking want to be Batman. Why should Damon be Batman? Oh, you know, because Jonathan Kent's going to be Batman. Nah, see, we have really bad dreams of Damon being Batman. I don't know if that's going to be okay. I mean, things can change, but I don't know. I don't know. It's between him and Cass. But right now, Damon's doing his own thing. Cass, on the other hand, can beat the entire Bat family in a hand-to-hand fight. She doesn't need as many gadgets as they do. But imagine we give Cass these resources... And then all you spoiler fans, you'll see more spoiler. Um, like, bro, come on now. That's that cast is a perfect choice. And then we have um Batwing, but he's already Batwing. He doesn't need to step into Batman. He's a great Batwing, if you ask me. So why the fuck do we need another fox to No? There's a comic right here in my hands titled I Am Batman. With this fucking dude looking at a bat suit. Alright. I'm not going to rant anymore. But I don't think we need him as Batman. No. He could be, I am a bat. But he's not Batman. Cassandra Kane should be Batman. Or just give Gotham to Batwoman. She's great. In other news, the live action My Hero Academia is in the works, and no one asked for it, so I'm not going any further. Just think about that, and imagine how it would look. Also, Idris Elba will voice Knuckles the Echidna in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the movie. Not the video game. And I leave you with that. I leave you with that to ponder. This has been episode 45, a.k.a. episode 20 of season 3. Yo, those numbers don't make sense to me. But whatever. I guess I had a really short season too. I don't know anymore. But thank you for stopping by. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being a comic book fan. Thank you for fucking with me. Next week, we'll be back with more comics. Mostly X-Men and some Batman. And then I don't know what the fuck's coming after that. But I'll see ya. Peace, cast.